Hello and welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Ted Berg. It's Friday. It's a beautiful day in New York, and I am in my backyard on the phone with Hemel Javeri. Hemel, how are you? Ted, it is not a very beautiful day in downtown uh, Tyson's Corner, Virginia. It's like cloudy and gray out here. Do we call Tyson's Corner downtown? Well, downtown Tyson's. Is that a thing? Um, I think it's a thing. It's a thing for, for people who live here. Okay. I mean, I guess so. So, like, Tyson's, Tyson's has become, like, now it is the urban hub from which things sort of radiate. <laughs> because, to me, Tyson's is not downtown. It's, it's a suburb of D.C. It is. I guess if you live in New York, it is not. It qualifies as a downtown of Northern Virginia, right? It's, like, yeah. downtown. There's downtown D.C. And then I would say Tyson's is, like, a downtown area of uh, Northern Virginia. How's that? Um, that's good, but I would also say that like Alexandria has a downtown area of Northern Virginia, right? And like and like the courthouse area. Mm, that's that's so quaint though. It's, okay. it's more historic downtown. What about like right? the what about like the courthouse area? Oh, that is uh that's just gentrification. I wouldn't even call that downtown. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean oh like Tyson's like what's happening in Tyson's well, does well, not Tyson's, count as Tyson, gentrification. No, Tyson's is like Tyson's is soulless and corporate. I think that, I guess that's, that's true. a lot of uh, you know a lot of emblematic of a lot of downtown areas. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Like I, I think that I don't want to, I don't want to bite the hand that feeds here, but like the, the USA Today offices in New York and Virginia could not have been placed in like less soulful places. Yeah. <laughs> These are, they're not great. Environments. Like it was like, they were like looking for like, let's find the most crushing place we can put in office. <laughs> oh, perfect. Tyson's and 53rd Madison. <laughs> Oh, that's too bad. Uh, we're about to move. Um, Our office is moving, though, to the, a slightly, oh. slightly more interesting spot in Manhattan. Not uh, not like prime, but we're moving a little bit west. So it'll be at least be like, and this is crazy that I'm saying this, it'll at least be closer to Times Square, which <laughs> is like not something you hear a New Yorker say very often, but it is extremely easy to get to, and it does have like lots of different things going on and food and stuff. I was going to say, I know that lunch options are a big thing for you and our office down, you know, our New York office, that area. I think the lunch options are great, but you guys complain about them all the time. Um, well, they're just, that's because when you come, we go to the best lunch options. Those True. are the only ones. And and to be fair, like Shan Famous Foods is basically my favorite mm-hmm. place to eat in New York. So I would go there regardless. Like I will continue going there from the new location, but that's basically your option. It's a great place. I I hard, highly recommend going you there. You begrudgingly agree that the food is good. <laughs> I begrudgingly agree that I enjoy eating every now and then. Yes. Um, do you do you ever agree with people not begrudgingly? <laughs> no, my entire life is a giant begrudge. <laughs> All right. Well, someone I don't begrudge, and actually uh, another a fellow, one of your fellow Northern Virginia residents, yes. uh, Scott Weiss, my very good friend. Uh, has a question for us on Twitter. We've got questions. Uh, he's at Scott underscore Weiss. Uh, I have known him since college. Uh, he was in my wedding. The whole works. Scott Weiss. Uh, he wants to know, what is something that you would like to see at a major league ballpark to enhance the fan experience that you have not seen yet? And I should say before we even get into it that Scott has something on me, which is that he has been to all 30 major league parks, and I have not. Ooh, how many are you missing again? Uh, I am currently missing two. I have not been to the Braves new park, and I have not been to the Rays home park. Oh, okay. Those those seem relatively doable. They're doable. Um, They're doable, but neither of those teams makes the postseason very often, and that's usually when I'm there. 
So as a baseball guy, do you want to take this question first? Yes. Um, okay. I thought about it. And uh, I, I – so there's a bunch. And some of these are very oh, – wow. okay. some of these are very crotchety. And so I warned you, <laughs> warn you about that. Um, because, like, my first instinct was, like, I would like to see a ballpark stage silent night where they just don't <laughs> play any noise over the speakers at all. And it's just like, That's actually great. this is a quiet day. We're just going to all be quiet today. And like, you know, you could cheer and stuff, but like, just we're not here for sound. Just like yeah, everybody chill out. Like, the the walk up music. And, um, and that, stuff. so that, that sort of, uh, inspired me that like I, that I took that the next step, which would be either, there's a few different ways to go from it. Uh, first off, uh, like, Old timey day as a promotion where like they play like there's like ragtime bands walking around the crowd and like they, I don't know they give out like uh, like straw hats or something. If you ever look back at like 1920s baseball games, everybody's wearing suits and stuff. Like everybody dressed up. Uh, mm-hmm. I hate I hate getting dressed up. Like I don't know why I would advocate this, but uh, I do think it looks cool. And like if you want to have like a hey let's all watch a baseball game like it's 1926, that might be fun. Except it would be like integrated and everything. <laughs> Um, um, like, in, in certain ways, it, like a million. <laughs> it wouldn't be the bad stuff about 1926. It would only be like that. It would be like the colonial Williamsburg version of 1926, where you like you're sort of glossing over the negative aspects of it. I that's interesting. By I negative, I mean I would, like crushingly. I, would, I love that kind of fashion, but I think it would be very uncomfortable to wear those like tight, high waisted skirts like throughout an entire baseball game. Sorry, but it's old timey day. <laughs> Um, and so then another thing, so then that's like, uh, sort of related, uh, a, a live band or DJ to take over for a night instead of just the stadium music. Like I think, uh, so two, two, uh, two things I thought of were inspired by a recent, I show, saw Dave Chappelle at Radio City Music Hall and, mm-hmm. uh, he had a DJ with him, like, on stage who was, like, between all the different acts, the DJ was, like, spinning records and mixing stuff and just, like, keeping it, like, a party atmosphere. And I think it might be fun to have that uh, or to have, like, a cool live band that was, like, every... Between every inning, they play a song, you know? And, like, it would be, like, uh, like the house band for uh, for a late-night show or something, which would be the house band for the baseball game that night. And, like, maybe they play covers of the different pitchers' warm-up songs, stuff like that. Uh, I think that would be fun. Uh, but also from Dave Chappelle, uh, he made everybody lock up their cell phone. And oh, I think okay. lock up your cell phone night could be a fun baseball promotion just to watch people go crazy <laughs> when they can't fidget with their phones every five minutes. That would be very hard to enforce. Uh, I, I think people would No, it was I was surprisingly – so it three went three hours away from their cell phones. It was surprise. It was really, it was a really fascinating thing to see at the Dave Chappelle show. So what they have is there are these little, um, you know, those like sort of like rubber material lunch bags that people have that are like insulated. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. that type of material, and it's just a little bag, and it you put your phone in there, and it like locks up, and they have a thing at every exit that unlocks it, and it was very easy to lock and unlock, and you know if you were really desperate, you could probably cut it open and get your phone out or whatever um but it oh wait go ahead so so you still carried your phone you still had your phone on you but it was in this little bag so you couldn't access it and you couldn't access it until you left the building okay Um, but that's very different like because you're watching dave Chappelle. your attention should be captivated by this person that you paid so much money to see 
for for 90 minutes, right? That's very different than a three-hour-long baseball game where, Jesus Christ, you have no idea. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, like, I recognize that this is, like, coming, like, again, from a very crotchety place. But I just (laughs) – it's mostly for, like, the social experiment aspect of it. I really like watching – it was so interesting to watch people during the breaks try to figure out what the hell they were supposed to do with themselves if they can't play with their phone. (laughs) That's true. That is actually it would be very interesting to see. I mean, you'd you'd have to turn around and talk to people next. Yeah, no, I mean, I had like a, I had an honest to god conversation with my wife. You know, it was <laughs> fascinating. That's incredible. Yeah, we didn't. Neither of us were just sort of playing with our phones. Um, other things, uh, I think that, and this is another one that's hard to enforce because it would hard to not be a stampede. I hate that if the seats are empty midway through the game, they won't let you just move down into those seats, especially like families with kids. Like I feel like there should be a rule that like, if no one's in your seats by the fifth inning, those seats are just kind of up for grabs and like kids get priority. Let the kids go sit in those seats. Like it looks bad on TV to have all these empty seats. Why aren't people sitting up close? You you paid, I get it. You paid for the upper deck tickets. The rich people don't want to like sit among the plebes who played, paid for the upper deck tickets, but it, no, just let every, Everybody move down close. Um, I think that uh, – so I don't like the wave during the game, but I, mm-hmm. I do think the wave is a cool phenomenon. Like it's cool when it happens. It's a cool thing to watch all people coordinated like that. So if they're going to use – if they're going to have the wave, what I would like to see is like coordinated and like somewhat complex waves endeavored between innings. So like instead of between this inning, we're going to like watch an ad for whatever thing between this inning, like everybody in the first deck uh, starting in left field is going to get up and do the wave. And everybody in the second deck from right field is going to do the wave. And we're going to have like crossing waves going on. And like, and, and like you could have a wave expert of some sort to come up with like all sorts of (laughs) different cool looking waves. Like what if instead of the wave just going around the circle around the stadium clockwise, what if it went from like field, out that might look cool right and like you can you can organize that stuff during the between the innings between the innings and so then everybody would sit down and shut up and watch the game when the well, actual game started the, it, it sounds like they would have nothing else to do right because they don't have their phones they don't have their they phones yeah no you can you just have to do the wave i'm sorry but you will not have your cell phone you will have the wave do you have do you have any better ideas hemel Jeez, those are some very very good ideas i will say that i love the idea about old-timey baseball games i think that that is very compelling it's just a it's just a chance to get dressed up uh and have like a funny costume party so i love that idea quite a bit um my only add to that is just to tweak your idea about letting families or letting people move down to the seats i think it should just be first come first serve for baseball games just general admission in general just general admission like if you get there early enough like so many you know the diehards do right to to watch the oh yeah but if i'm a season ticket holder i'm not a season ticket holder but if i'm a season ticket holder like and i'm paying top dollar for great seats i kind of want to know i can get there in the second inning and still have my great seats uh, I mean, I can see how practically that makes sense, but maybe every now and then you can just mix it up with the general admission. Deck. I like that. So I like that. Like people a, can, yeah. you know, just get here really early and you can have the best seats you've ever had for the same. Price. Um, like a, especially like you could do that. Like I would say like summer day games is a thing. Like it's, it's usually like a camp day and like yes. they, they'll have like tons of kids camps. Like, but if you made mm-hmm. like all summer day games are like $15 general admission or something. Mm-hmm. And cause those games are always pretty sparsely attended anyway. Um, so that would be cool. I'd be down for that. 
Yeah, I literally, I didn't get past. Man, I would like it if the bathrooms were closer together. Sometimes you have yeah. to walk really far to find Sometimes a Sometimes you do have to walk really far to find a bathroom. That is, uh, <laughs> that is a frustrating thing. I mean, I feel like now my perspective is all warped by, like, the press box arrangement. And it would be, you know, yes. like, I've gotten, yes. I'm too far in it now. Uh, but... But yeah, yeah I, don't... I can't. I'm not even sure. You know, I like being able to just use the restroom when I need to. I like having all my outlets everywhere. Yes. Uh, well, that's another thing. I mean, that's a, so Scott's question said something you'd never seen before. Um, but something I have seen is like at Yankee Stadium uh, out in their party decks, they have a bunch of like outlets and USB ports and stuff. So mm-hmm. people can charge their phone, which is the thing. I feel like people. I feel like maybe this is something I'm, like, slightly too old for, but I feel like every time I deal with anybody who's, like, between 25 and 31, the first thing they say is, like, do you have a phone charger? And, <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's it. It's like, do you know where I can charge my phone? And, like, you just, it's just, just this, like, a verge of panic. Yeah, like, constantly need to charge your phone. Like, sometimes my phone dies, and I, I make it home. I know. I have had to be uh, – I've had to be very resilient about the phone. When I was in – Las Vegas, and I was in in the desert. Like I had to realize, like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna get signal out here. Like, I'm just gonna have to rely on like an actual map to figure out where I'm going. It's weirdly terrifying, and then also kind of liberating. Like I remember, and now it's it's only become more so. You know, like as I think as we go on, we just depend more and more on our devices. Um, But I like even remember. Uh, like when I worked at, at SMY and when I was, I was, it was, it had to have been like 2009 or 2010 cause I was commuting from the suburbs. I remember leaving my phone at home and like how like naked you feel without your phone. You're like, Oh God, yes. like what am I supposed to do on the train now? Like, are you serious? I don't have a phone. And like, now I got to go through the whole day without a phone. No one's going to be able to get in touch with me. Like, what am I going to do? And you know, <laughs> it's like a real stressful thing. It is very stressful, but you learned and you survived. So. I did. I made it. I knew I made it through. And, like, I also – I didn't have a cell phone until I was a senior in college. You know, like, I I can't believe that I went the first 20 years of my life like without having the Wikipedia on hand. You know, like, what, what did I do? We used to have arguments over facts and stuff. You don't have that anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, now you can just Google it and it kills it right there. Right. Like, I remember, uh, like, yeah. I remember getting in, like, a – fairly heated fight with my friend's dad who might be listening um <laughs> about whether or not howard johnson was it scott's dad no it wasn't scott's dad um but it was about whether or not howard johnson ever hit 40 home runs and i was like N- no like i'm sorry but i know he d-. and like it's i'm respectful of of my friend's parents generally surprisingly <laughs> but i was like and like i liked this guy i was like no i'm sorry but like i'm pretty sure he never hit 40 home runs like i would have rem- like i was this you know this nerdy like be- baseball kid who knew every stat uh, and I knew that he never hit 40 home runs, and he didn't ever hit 40 home runs. But he was just like, nope, he did. And there was no way of winning that argument then. It was just like, oh, well, we don't have a baseball encyclopedia with us, so we're toast. Like, I just, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. <laughs> Howard Johnson never hit 40 home runs. That's gonna be that's gonna be your walking uphill in the snow both ways story. Yeah, when I, yeah, like someday I will tell my kid, turn grandkids about how I used to have argument about arguments about like baseball stats, which are now you like the most look yeah. Up, now they're like the most black and white things. Like you, you don't need to find a baseball card. You just like uh, there are fifteen different sites that will have every guy's stat. Um, it's that's the thing. We know the facts now. Well, that's true. I mean, it's also, there's no ambiguity left, right? Like there's no, it feels like there's very little room to even debate stuff like that anymore. You don't even need to have the discussion. It's uh, right. It's like, Hey Alexa or whatever they're called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well that's, and that's kind of like, I, I, I also enjoy bar trivia because 
it is, you know, you're not allowed to have your phone out, right? So, like, you're forced to kind of, like, put your heads together and talk through what the fact might be. Do you ever deliberately put your phone away? What do you mean? For for bar trivia? No, not for bar trivia. Oh. I mean, like, daily. Like, do you ever say, okay, this is, like, I, I'm putting my phone away. Like, um, I'm leaving my phone upstairs. I, not often. I mean, not often, honestly. I will, like... I am pretty good. I I would almost never take it out like in a restaurant. Uh, like if we're out to dinner, I never look at my phone. Like I'm I think I'm better than most people at mm-hmm. avoiding the phone. But uh, no, I mean, is there there aren't like long windows of times where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna move away from my phone. My I... phone is not that big. I don't really have like I don't have enough room to escape my phone. Like it's never gonna be more than like 200 feet away. Well, no, I mean, you're never just like, well, I'm just going to leave it in the bag, right? Like, I'm not going to keep it on the coffee table next to me. I'm going to leave it in my bag. No, because I don't have a bag. I mean, I have a backpack, but I don't put it in my backpack. I'm going to leave it in the bedroom. You have a bedroom, right? I do. Um... Yeah, but then I'll just be like, oh, but what's the, I want to, like, I always want to learn things, right? Something will come up on TV, and I'll be like, I want to know about that. And then I will start reaching for my phone. I I was on a date on Friday last week, and it was, you know, it was going, it was fine. He was a very interesting dude, but it was getting into, like, the 90-minute mark of the date, and it wasn't even that I was having a bad time, which I wasn't. It was just that I just constantly kept feeling the need to reach into my bag and look at my phone and I was like oh it'll be really rude because you can't do that on a date right like you can't just reach into your bag and you know what I mean even if you're just kind of scanning to see what time it is or if you've gotten any text messages or anything like that see, you absolutely cannot do that I, 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 I don't know the rules it's been so long for that's me true. but I believe that's you, right. you um, you dated before cell phones yeah well no that's not true I dated okay. no I dated before but I dated before like text messaging was it yeah you, well you dated um, before smartphones I dated before smartphones yes that's yeah. cool well yeah no that's right because my wife and I got our first we got our first iPhones like shortly after we got married right like mm-hmm. to that 2009 was that when iPhones became a thing? I don't know, but I feel like you've been married forever. So um, I got married in 2009, and I feel like we got our first. I think we both got the iPhone 3, was the latest iPhone at that point, and I think that was my first smartphone. I think before then I had like a flip phone. Yeah, um, which is very different. Totally different thing. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe they're bad, but <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that the rules are very different. But yeah. try being away from your phone for like 90 minutes. Which are is... you concerned that this dude will listen to the podcast though and be like, "Oh, she wanted to, she wanted to look at her phone." <laughs> no, because I think about the 90 minute mark. I was like, "Well, it's time for you know what I mean." Like, it's that, that's a decent it's... amount of time for a first date. Yeah, look, I've put in my time. Uh, thank you for entertaining <laughs> me for the last 90 minutes. I'm just gonna play with my phone but now. It is all, it, but the thing is that it's, you have a nice it's life. A rude thing, <laughs> but it's also a very unconscious action, right? If I was with any of my friends, I would reach in and not think twice about. You know, yeah. turning yeah. on my cell phone, scanning for whatever, putting it back down, and then coming back to the conversation. No, you want to seem engaged. Yeah. Yeah. But so no, I would, see, yeah. that's a real that's a real terrible thing to do on a first date. I mean I think that it's not like I would say that to my credit, I'm not I'm not the best husband, I'm not the best person to date in the world, none of those things, but like I am pretty good about like if my wife and I are like going out to dinner, for, especially if it's like any place even remotely nice or a special thing, I don't take my phone out. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I agree. Even if with just friends, I don't take my phone out. 
but there is a window where it you I feel anxious to like grab my phone. Right. I mean, as soon as she goes to the bathroom, like it's immediately out, and like I'm like rifling through, like what has my trout done today? Like oh my god, what am I gonna do? What if someone tweeted at me? How am I gonna find out? Yeah, but uh, no, but I'm pretty All good right. at that. All right, we got that's uh, that's one question yeah, we have down. So many questions. All right, um, we we can go quickly through the rest of them. Uh, by Charles Curtis, our man Charles first asked us a question we have already answered about Tyler Taylor Swift's new song. So Charles, get with it. Listen to last week's podcast. Um, um, second, though, he also wants to know, I think we may have covered this before, but uh, what's the all-time greatest thing to watch while you're sick? And he provides Ooh. immediately provides the correct answer. Oh, no, he's wrong, and you're wrong, too. He it's says, not The Price is Right? It is not The Price is Right. Charles says that for him it's The Price is Right. I do not agree with that at all. No, it's 100% The Price is Right. Why? You just, I, I can't do that. To me, that's so depressing. Why? 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 Wait. So tell me everybody, why the everybody right. is happy on the prices right all the time. It's like the least depressing thing in the world. It's like you get come on down, you get to go on there. You're super excited. You get to hang out with Drew Carey or whoever the current host of Prices Right is. You might have a a t a shirt personalized celebrating him. You get a big hug, and then maybe you win a free car. Um, uh, right? That's super exciting. Everybody is happy. And, like, I like it for a sick day because, like, I don't know, if you're sick, you're not going to be, like, deep-focused on something. Right, Right, yeah. like, you kind of want your... Yeah, so, like, it's just, like, you're mindless. Not, you're not struggling through, like, the leftovers when you already feel like shit. Right, like, exactly. Like yeah, it's just, it's just like, mindless, stupid entertainment. And you get into it, you're like, no, up, over, over, over! And then, like, the toothpaste only costs two thirty nine. You're like, ah! I think that daytime like game shows they're to me they're so depressing <laughs> I, th- I don't know why it is but any kind of daytime tv just reminds me of uh, you know our like slow that... lurch toward death yeah well no it just reminds <laughs> me of just like that weird boring space before things start to actually happen daytime tv any kind of daytime tv gives me so much anxiety like it makes me feel like i'm stuck in a perpetual doctor's office or something like that, because that's the only thing that they have going. Do you know what I mean? Like if you go to the dentist or you go to the waiting room somewhere or like at the mechanics, it's just a stream of crappy daytime TV. So what do you watch if you're sick? Right. Uh, I'll probably turn on Netflix and probably watch, um, Parks and Rec is like my go-to. I feel terrible, and I just need like mindless, okay, you know, yeah. entertainment that I've seen a million times over that makes me laugh. Yeah, I like that. I, I like I'll do that. that. Idea. Parks and Rec, maybe The Simpsons. Like The Simpsons is like the ultimate. I can just turn it on and laugh, and it's like comfort food TV. That's true. Okay, I mean, I buy okay. I buy all those answers. I would also say that like, when was the last time you've like I don't know maybe you're different, but like. I haven't had a sick. T- I think I've had into the entire mm. time. I have a lot of taken a lot of days off. But in terms of like actual sick days, in like the entire time I've worked at USA Today, which now goes back to the start of 2013, I think I've had one sick day, like yeah, where I was actually I, like I full blown really sick. And that day, I honestly, so the story with that day was that I had shingles, and I had just, I I had shingles, I got shingles on a Wednesday, I got diagnosed, I went to New Orleans for a bachelor party on Thursday, um, went, did the whole thing, drank on Bourbon Street, like, did the, you know, like, the whole stupid bachelor party thing in New Orleans with shingles, um, got back on Monday, and I was supposed to work Tuesday, and I went to sleep Monday night, and I didn't wake up until Wednesday, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and I like I called our old boss and was like, oh, I can't do it. Like I'm dead. 
And that was like I I might have overestimated how much I could handle. I was I mean I was I was like if if those bros had known how hard I was broing out consider because I didn't tell because it's weird (laughs) shingles is like a gross thing to be like oh by the way I got shingles don't come close to me I'm an old man Um, so it's like it wasn't something I was eager and I wasn't looking for like pity but like I feel like people would have called me legend if they knew (laughs) right bros would bros would have said I was a legend if they knew how legendary my partying was that <laughs> that you had partied and then yeah. called out sick right. uh yeah i think that one telecommuting kind of our industry anyway we everything we do is on the internet has kind of killed being able to take a sick day because wherever you are even if you're sick at home i i haven't been so sick that i could not sign on and yeah i mean also like yeah somebody's bs right? if i'm sick why the hell wouldn't i work Right, like, well, if I'm if I want to take a day off, like I want to yeah. be in fully healthy and in good spirits and like exactly. bounce. If I'm sick, I'd rather just sit at my computer. Like, I'm just gonna sit at home all day anyway. I might as well work. Um, um, you'd I would have say to be, that I, I have not. Sorry, I would have to be have too not, sick to stay upright to work. You know, yeah. like that would be it. Yeah, I have not taken sick days as as far as I can remember. Like, it's especially here. I don't think I've ever taken a day where I've had to be like. I am too sick to come into work and I will not be signing on from home. But what I have had to do at previous jobs is go home because I am so hungover. I have had to do that twice. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I I mean, I wish I could tell you that hasn't happened to me. And then I have left because I have been so hungover that I just need to go home. (laughs) Um, I've I've had that. That has not happened to me here. I, I have had days where I've gotten like no work done based on being hungover and then I've had days where it's like I think I should probably go home. Oh wait, I yeah. forgot. I had another sick day. I forgot my like um I'm sorry, I just remember my second cuz it's only because it's funny. Um and you will maybe find this entertaining like so my like third week at USA Today when I was still working mm-hmm. out of the Times Square office here, uh my wife decided we should go on like a cleanse diet. Where, oh like, you only eat, like, you only eat cauliflower today or whatever. And, like, my body just, like, rejected it. And I, I like, was throwing up. And, like, I, I, like, threw up in the office and had to go home because, like, because I ate healthy food for two days. And, like, my body's like, no, I'm sorry. It can't be healthy. Like, yeah, please like, it, it give me meat. a cheeseburger. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, like, I think I got, like, a, yeah, I think I got, like, a turkey sandwich with bacon and I was all better. Uh, you know, that just proves that cleanses are incredibly stupid. It's not a real thing. It's not a real thing. And that was the thing. Is no, like My dumb. wife was a doctor at the time. I was like, you recognize that this is not a real thing. Like People are like, oh, you need to cleanse out your system or whatever. But like, I, I, don't, I don't think it really works that way. You know, like just, I don't know. Um, whatever. I, I, got <laughs> I have a lot of strong opinions on that. I'm not exactly the best person to come to for nutrition advice, but I would say cleanse, not a real thing. It's just You're just going to starve yourself for a couple of days, and you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe I lost seven pounds. You lost seven pounds because you didn't eat anything, right? And then, yeah. Now, yeah, so... I mean, I hate a lot of things, but I think the hatred of cleanse and juicing in general is basically justified. That's just bad for you. Um, it doesn't seem like the best idea. You know, <laughs> everything in moderation is the thing. Um, easier said than done. Uh, CWB on things at CWB on things. Uh, he wants to know. His question is, it's Chris B. His name is, and he wants to know how boned are the Mets long term. Do you have any <laughs> that's thoughts? That's a you question. That yeah, is clearly a me. Pretty th- much a you question. Yeah. It's clearly a me question. Uh, I mean, I don't think the Mets are that boned long term. Uh, I think that they. Uh, 
it's tough to say. Like the Braves have done a good job, sort of moving and rebuilding, and the and the Phillies have done a good job, and like the Marlins aren't that bad. Um, but it's hard to see. Like the Marlins don't have a great farm system, so it's hard to see them getting way better. Um, and the Nationals are are obviously good right now and very much in their window. Uh, mm-hmm. But the Nationals have a bunch of guys who are going to be free agents soon, and and Bryce Harper is going to leave, and uh, maybe I mean, and a bunch of different guys are going to leave. Uh, and they've traded away a bunch of their their best prospects to make this team this good. So I don't think the Mets like I don't think I think it seems really grim because the Mets have had a bad season and everybody's gotten hurt. Um, but I think that things turn quickly. I mean, the Mets were in the World Series two years ago with a very similar team. They were in the playoffs last year with a very similar team. I think you know, and and I know like Mets fans are sick of hearing like oh if they could just be healthy. Uh, but if they could just be healthy, they'll be good next year. I think they've got issues that they've got to work out. It it sounds like guys were just training the wrong way for the last couple of seasons. That's bad. Don't do that anymore. Yeah, that sounds and, terrible. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know how much of it to believe and how much of it is just, you know, sort of pointing fingers and, and connecting dots, but uh, there's been a lot uh, to suggest that the Mets basically hired a football strength coach to, to coach baseball players, and they all put on a bunch of bull muscle like you would if you were playing football and that's not really what you want for baseball so you know then you get guys come out and be like now I've changed my regimen and I feel way better I'm not going to pull all these muscles anymore and so that to me suggests that that might be the problem or at least one of the problems and they've got others beyond that but that's that could be a big fix that and yeah, and that seems like something that people should have caught earlier, don't you think? You would think that you would hope. you would think, right? That wow, you're just this is just bad training. Uh, well, it's complicated. It's complicated because the guy is yeah. so like the the Mets owners are like big time loyal University of Michigan thing got people, mm-hmm. and the guy was the University of Michigan strength coach, so it was like the owners might have hired him. I don't know. It's a it's a lot of Mets drama, and I haven't. Uh, if this was 2010, I would have read every single word about it. it to me, I, now it's like you kind of have to just dismiss things as like, this is some Mets drama. But I kind of believe the stuff about the, the conditioning program they've had. What is going on with David Wright? Oh, uh, I, I no, don't know. David I, Wright, I just so... I realized that I wanted to talk to you about that, so I'm going to ask you. It's so... Like, I hate, you, sad, I, hate saying, right? I hate saying it's sad, because I think if you asked David Wright, he'd be like, don't feel sorry for me. Look at me. I'm beautiful. I had a great life playing baseball. I've got a beautiful right. wife and a beautiful child and $100 million. Like, life is good for David Wright. And I kind of believe that that is true for him but like it's sad for me that i don't get to watch david wright play baseball anymore yeah, and I, i'm worried about me i'm not uh, worried about yeah david. and like it yeah it it so he you know he'd been out since he never he didn't play a game this year he'd been out since last may uh he sort of started up in spring training at the beginning this year hurt his shoulder uh couldn't throw was shut down and then like just last week or two weeks ago, they put him in rehab, and he was playing games in Port St. Lucie, and he played two games, and then he hurt himself again uh, and had to shut it down. And it's just, so he's got spinal stenosis, which is a back condition that's not going away. And it sure seems like every time he comes close to playing again, mm-hmm. something else just goes. And so, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I've seen crazier things happen than a guy come back and, and play again, but, like, I kind of feel like at this point, for David Wright, it's about, like, Maybe he can make it back to the Mets so he can then retire on his own terms. Like, I feel like yeah. that, that is, like, the best-case scenario at this point. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that sucks because he's like 33. He's not like super old, you know. Yeah, he's not very old. Yeah. Um. Right. I mean, it's it's it it sucks. I you know like I'm I joked on Twitter, but it's true. Like I like I don't get why Donald Trump gets to be the president. David Wright doesn't get to play baseball. Like that doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like karmically <laughs> that should work out. I my theory is that uh. like. David Wright might be the only decent human being on this planet. And, like, you would think, like, if there were such a thing as, like, justice, that David Wright would, at the very least, be able to play out his decline phase and not be robbed of the ability to play baseball, which is clearly the thing he loves doing. But the world is not fair. The world is not fair. Um, So that's your answer. That's your answer. That's your answer, CWB on things, is that everything is terrible. Um, So the Mets aren't boned in terms of the standings, but really, Chris, we're all boned. Um, uh, At Wake Up 123456789 wants to know... um, He has a joke question first. Uh... If E equals MC squared, is it true that we're all merely a function of momentum? I don't know. Uh, wow. Also, favorite Holy breakfast. Crap. Also, favorite breakfast food. <laughs> um, what's your favorite breakfast food? Have we done this? Uh, we've done cereal. I think we've done we, what? Yeah, I think we know yeah, what do you cereal. eat for breakfast? I don't eat breakfast. Are you you don't eat breakfast at all? No, I don't eat breakfast. See, I th- I would I would not guess that because I think I thought breakfast is like you're supposed to be good for you. I guess you're um, not you're not like super healthy about how you eat. You just no. But well, you're no, I think I'm pretty healthy. Okay. You eat so, healthy. I mean, you kind of have to eat healthy cuz you're not allowed to eat meat. Well, by default, right? Yeah. I, we don't eat a lot of junk food, I guess, is probably one of the good things. Yeah, um, I guess you could not eat meat and eat really unhealthy. Yeah, you you can there's still a lot of bad right. garbage that you can eat if you don't eat meat, but I don't I eat I exclusively eat American cheese. Yeah. <laughs> craft slices right. um which i which i love but no i don't eat breakfast i just don't come from a family that was a breakfast family my we, it's just not a thing that uh, we kind of adopted in america in india like we have breakfast right? but in india it's, breakfast it's very is, different yeah so no it's very different well that's yeah that's a that's an interesting i think we talked about that because that's always an interesting cultural yeah. thing to me because like i remember in china like breakfast was like noodle soup with meat in it like you would have yeah. for for maybe for dinner here and i love that like i think that i think it's actually best for you to eat your biggest meal for breakfast um and i don't love my thing is like i don't love eggs that much um I like like hard boiled eggs, and I'll eat eggs. Like I don't, I don't reject them all flat out. But like most breakfast foods are egg based, and so mm-hmm. there's no breakfast food that it's like this is the best one for me because mm-hmm. it is almost always eggs, and like I don't love that. So like for me, if I if I wasn't concerned about like dying immediately, <laughs> I would say like a chicken fried steak counts for breakfast, and I would have that every day. Or uh, biscuits and gravy, which have, you've you've probably had biscuits and gravy at some point. Uh, some point. It's very actually very hard to find vegetarian gravy. Yeah, that's true. It's mostly, especially where yeah. you are, it's mostly going to be sausage gravy. Yeah, um, there's meat in it. Yeah, but um, white gravy is really good. So wait, do you have breakfast? Do you? Have, I yeah, I have. Like I have breakfast. Person, right? uh, yeah, I I usually eat. So like, I'll usually eat a. I I try to. I have been trying to just kind of like pick at food all day long rather than eat like big mm-hmm. meals. So mm-hmm. like I'll have like a a yogurt at 
8 a.m. and then like a bowl of cereal at like 10 30. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's both like it's boring. It's always kind of healthy. Uh, yeah, I just any kind of food in the morning is is not appetizing to me. Part of it is because if I wake up relatively early, then I'll end up going for a run or I'll end up like at yoga or something like that. And then I generally don't like to eat afterward. And so I'll just wait until I get to work and then I have lunch. Uh, so that pretty much, but if I think that it would be very different, if I was waking up at like six o'clock, I'd probably, you know, have lunch at 1030. But in the first couple of hours after I wake up, I just cannot stand the sight of food. Yeah. I, I wake up super early. Um, I don't know why that started happening because like it, I guess you're old. I am old. Old People wake up early. Um, well, but I felt like I used to never be a great like sleeper and I was someone who would at least stay up late and then usually wake up early. Now I'm like passing out on the chair by like 10, 15 every single night. Um, and (laughs) then, but then I go to sleep. So I go to sleep by like 10 45 and then I wake up at like 5 45 and it's like, now what do I do? Like, what am I supposed to even do right now? And so then I eat a yogurt. That's usually what I do. <laughs> That's your answer. What yeah, do I it's do? Like, now? Right, I guess I'll eat a yogurt. Yeah, it's like the only food that we have in our house or last um, night's dinner. So it's yogurt. Uh, well, if I were taking out of the equation the fact that I don't actually eat breakfast, my favorite breakfast food that I would happily eat any other time of the day is basically an English breakfast. So have you been to London? I have not. Or any. Okay, so like the not English been to breakfast. England. I'm holding out because of Luke. Because of Luke. <laughs> yeah, don't don't like Luke. You know, I don't want to give him don't that like satisfaction. That guy. I'm not gonna do it while uh, I work. I'm not. I'd love to go to London. I don't want to do it while I work with Luke because that would give him satisfaction. <laughs> well, one day after neither of us works here anymore, um, English breakfasts are, you know, they have uh, baked beans that are savory with like tomatoes that have been like roasted on the grill or on an open flame with like mushrooms and toast and English and tea. That is one of the breakfasts that we would have like when we were in London and you went to an Airbnb or something like that. So that would be my favorite breakfast. Like that feels very like it, it's a very heavy meal to have in the morning, though. What style of tea do they serve at English breakfast? <laughs> to you, it's, it's like black tea. I, don't I was looking. The answer we were looking for was English yeah. breakfast. I think yeah, they just call it breakfast there. I think they just call it tea. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, last question comes from Nate Weiser uh, at nweiser09 on Twitter, uh, and this one I don't. Again, not sure you're going to have an answer for this. Sorry, we were very baseball mm-hmm. heavy. Um, what's your favorite stadium to watch a baseball game out of the current division winners? Um, have you been to any of these parks? Have you been to Fenway? Uh, you've been to Nats Park, right? I've been to Nats Park, yes. Um, have you been to Wrigley? I have been to Wrigley, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Have, have you been to Dodger Stadium? Have not been to Dodger Stadium. Um, I Fenway? Nope. Uh, Cleveland? Nope. Houston? Negative. Okay. So of Wrigley, <laughs> Wrigley and Nats Park, which do you prefer? I absolutely prefer Wrigley, just because there was so much aura and history when we first went there. Like, it was very exciting. Yeah. So, I really like it. I have I have a thing for character, right? Like, I like, I don't mind old, I don't mind dumpy, I like character. So, I prefer Wrigley. Um, Nats is beautiful, but it's very sterile. Nats, is, Nats Park is very nice and very bland. Um, yeah. So, like, it's fine. I would say, of the six, uh, my favorite is actually Dodger Stadium. Which is funny because it's not quite, it's not Wrigley or Fenway in terms of age. Um, Mm -hmm. It's from, I think it was built in like 1958 or early 60s, sometime around then, uh, when the Dodgers first moved out there. Uh, It's just, it's sort of the perfect 
version of the 60s stadium. Like, it has this very, like, uh, Jetsons-y, like, what people thought the future would be like in the past look to it that I love. It's got, like, hills sprawling out behind center field. It's Dodger Stadium, so it's Los Angeles, so the weather is perfect. Uh, it's sort of, like, cut into a hill, and then on, like, the on the outside of it, or, or even from the, the upper deck, uh, you have this spectacular view of downtown LA, uh, if you look the, out the other way. Uh, so that's, that's probably my favorite in terms of the, the baseball watching experience of, of the mall. I would say probably behind that, uh, would be Wrigley. Uh, then like, so Nats Park and Houston and Cleveland are all kind of similar. Uh, I've been to all, mm-hmm. I, I've spent the least time by far in, in Houston of those three at Minute Maid Park. I remember being okay. Uh, the, the roof was open the day I was there. It was kind of nice. Um, but I, I don't know. I, it wasn't like it, none of those jump out even among new parks as like, this is a great new park or this is a bad new park. They're just pretty good new parks. Um, and I don't know how to rate those compared to Fenway, which is beautiful and cool looking and obviously historic and like sort of I love the way it's set in the city and I love like a lot of aspects of it. But in terms of the actual ball game watching experience at Fenway, it's pretty lousy just because it's not comfortable at all. And like oh, I, really? I find like every time I'm Fenway, I've got like there's you're bent in a weird sh- like it's like a lot of the a lot of the seats don't really face this the the game the right way um a lot of times you're like crammed in with very little leg room in your seat um it's it's always it's always like it's cool it's really cool looking it's always uncomfortable at Fenway yeah I've never been and I really want to go though um (laughs) it's cool it's not at the. I'm, I'm probably. You've got me wondering what is my. What would be my top like park that I need to go to that I haven't been to. Um. Uh, so it's. T- I think it might be San Francisco. It might be the Giants Park. It might. Be, That's a good one. Yeah, because I just the the photos of all that look beautiful. It's totally beautiful. Um, yeah. and like I've I've done the kayaking thing there, and that's kind of cool too. Um, you know, you can kayak out past right field and like hope, <laughs> so, hope to get it. You I, don't see the game, but you get I to mean, kayak and you like sit there with all these other fans who have like all have the radio going and you sort of listen to the game and like listen to the crowd and then like once yeah. maybe once the game, not even Somebody once like a game, throw a ball out then there. like a ball comes out and you're like whoa and everybody kayaks for the ball. I didn't uh, have them while I was so, there. Slight digression, but over there over the summer break when we went to the beach, I was I kayaked for the first time and oh, it was never kayak- a lot, yeah it was a lot harder than i thought it would be. it is a great upper body exercise holy crap. yeah it was like a windy day and i was like oh man i can't do this yeah that is it is yeah. it is a uh, like it's and it seems it's like one of those things where it's so nice to be out on yeah. the water that like you keep going and you're like feeling very good deceptive. and then you're like oh god my arms hurt and you're like oh god i gotta go all the way back there and then you're toast and then that's that kind of stinks but i, I was prepared for that because because there was a kid on my floor freshman year of college who was like a Olympic kayaking hopeful, and he was like the most jacked dude I've ever met. I mean, you have to be. Yeah, he was. He he was like, yeah. and he was like, just like you know, he had like fairly skinny legs and just like extremely broad <laughs> shoulders and say. huge arms. Yeah. I was gonna say like he like looks super buff inside the kayak, and then he comes out and. I mean, he wasn't. I think like I don't think he was. In, I don't think he was entirely skipping leg day, but like yeah. he was very top heavy. He was very top heavy. <laughs> um, Ah, but yeah, I think I like kayaking. It's a fun. I don't do a lot of like extreme sports or outdoor things, but that's a fun one. That's one I always enjoy. 
Well, I, it was just kind of terrifying because I had no control over where I was going. Like I, I was like, well, I'm just stuck in this boat now because I can't move it. Uh, see, that's how I feel when I ride a horse. Yeah. Well, the horse uh, is like a sentient being. It's got its own personality. Right, and like that's that's the worst. Like the kayak, at least like if I drown in the kayak, it's gonna be my fault. If I get kicked off the horse, <laughs> then like it's because I trusted a horse. Um, well, yeah, that's true. Don't trust horses, I guess. You can check out the For the Win podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, rate us and review us and all those things. Uh, Hamill, uh, thank you as always for joining me. Thanks for having me, Ted. Peace out.